Welcome and thank you for joining us today on our podcast. I'm Marvin Telemontis, the pastor of River Rock Fellowship. Hope this inspires you and builds up your faith and helps you to see that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Well, it's the Christmas season. And a question that will undoubtedly, you'll hear it over and over again by friends and family, even people there at a store will be, are you ready for Christmas? I think what they're really asking is, well, do you have all your Christmas decorations up and do you have your tree up? Um, have you baked all of the necessary Christmas items, especially the chocolate chip cookies, you know, the ones for pastor? <laughs> but that question is really about, are you ready for the stuff about Christmas? But maybe there might be something else going on that we really need to understand more about Christmas. See, sometimes Christmas becomes hectic, hectic because we're tempted to lose our biblical focus on what Christmas is really all about. There is a rather sad Christmas story about a little girl who watched mother and dad and getting ready for Christmas. To her, it seemed that dad was just so preoccupied and worried all the time about probably the bills. And mom was concerned about, well, getting all the presents and baking all the goods. And she felt as the little girl that she was being well, shoved aside. In fact, it seemed to her that she was always being told, would you please move out of the way? So one night in December, the little girl got on her hands and knees at her bed, and she prayed this little prayer. She said, Our Father who art in heaven, please forgive us our Christmases as we forgive those who Christmas against us. Wow. Out of the mouth of babes, right? You see, if the Lord was to ask the question, are you ready for Christmas? I'm sure that the Lord would not be moved but all of our, by all of our Christmas busyness, all of the activities we want to engage in. I'm sure that His questioning of, are you ready for Christmas, would be focused on one's attitude and heart. You know, every once in a while I hear someone say, I just can't get into the Christmas spirit this year. Well, maybe that's because getting ready for Christmas is to be more about getting your heart right with God than it is about all the decorations and the hustle and the bustle and the presents and how fun and great those traditions can be as long as they don't interfere with the real reason of why we celebrate. With that in mind, let's think once again about what Christmas really means. Christmas says that God became a human being. God expresses love by living among us and walking with us and talking to us. That's part of the reason His name is Emmanuel, God with us. That's a big part of the Christmas meaning. But what are the right attitudes we ought to have so that Christmas becomes real 
in our homes, and in our hearts. So for a few minutes this morning, let's turn our attention to the Christmas story that's recorded in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 25. Well, let me read it for us. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through the prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife, but he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born. And Joseph named him Jesus. Wow. I so appreciate Joseph. He isn't in the spotlight very long, and and we don't know a lot about his life, but Joseph, he can and he does teach us a lot about heart and about attitude. A heart attitude that can make Christmas real in our lives. So, On your handout, it says, Some Attitude Lessons from Joseph. And here's number one. Accept and surrender God's will. We're to put ourselves in, if we were to put ourselves in Joseph's position, what would we look like? What would we think? I mean, Joseph must have thought his life was pretty well planned out. He was pledged to be married, which means that Joseph and Mary had made all the necessary arrangements and the wedding ceremony that it was soon to take place. It was all organized. Money had been given out. And Joseph knew that he and Mary, well, they were going to be married and they would be able to settle down. And he would continue on with his business as a carpenter and they would be married and living happily ever after. But, but then Mary came to Joseph and said, Joseph, I'm expecting a baby. Now, for any man who is engaged to a woman that he has never violated or had that kind of marriage bed with that woman, and she comes and says, I'm pregnant, he automatically knows that's not mine. That's not my child. Oh, the heartbreak he must have felt. How she must have abandoned him and broken the engagement and she wasn't faithful to him. 
But being a good man and a righteous man, he wanted to just do this quietly. Because he really did care for her. He really did love her. See, according to the Mosaic Law, a woman who's engaged, who's been caught violating her, her marriage vows, even her engagement vows, should be taken out and stoned to death. He didn't want that for her. So as Joseph is sleeping and pondering and thinking and he falls asleep, an angel of the Lord comes to him and says, Joseph, just trust God. God is in this. That baby, it was, it's by the Holy Spirit. This is fulfillment of prophecy. You may not understand what's happening, Joseph, but just trust God and everything will turn out all right. Wow. See, Joseph obviously was a man of faith. Some scholars actually suggest that he could have been a, an actual elder, religious type elder within his own community. But folks, when things happen outside your control that are incredibly difficult, it's hard to walk in faith. If God always did what we expected Him to do, then maybe it would just be just too easy to walk by faith because there's really no faith involved when you get what you want when you want it. But when life is hard, that's when real faith is activated or we walk away. The truth is we too find ourselves in much of the same position as Joseph is at times. Christmas comes as a time of peace. But there can still be conflict in your own home. Christmas can come as a time of joy. But there can still be sadness in your home. Christmas comes as a time of love. But there can still be hatred and division in our world. We cry out just like Joseph cried out. God, how can this be? But just like Joseph, we hear a still small voice <laughs> saying from the Lord, old child, child, just trust me. I got this. See, God's ways are not always our ways and His thoughts are not always our thoughts. And we may never understand that God is really up to something much more bigger and much more long-lasting than we can see because we're so fin finite. Maybe all we need to do is trust Him and it will, will work out. Now, in Romans 8, 28, Paul, the apostle, wrote this. It says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. Christmas. Christmas happened in part because Joseph 
trusted God. And we must learn to trust God as well. So let's look at number two for our handout. Number two, care about others. We must learn to care about others. You know, Joseph's assignment was a pretty simple one. And that is the way we often portray him in the Christmas plays, right? We picture Mary looking so angelic. Over here are the excited shepherds. And even though they don't show up until much later, over there are the wise men and their gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. But in the midst of all of this is the Christ child in the feeding trough, in the manger, looking so pure and clean. Then there's Joseph. He is in a, the starring war, role, but his part is so important. His task is to take care of Mary and baby Jesus. Joseph had the important role of caring and giving for the needs of Mary and Jesus. There's a great story about a young couple. They had a little 18-month-old baby son. And they had gone to spend a few days at Grandma and Grandpa's house for Christmas. But Christmas fell on a Sunday that year and the young father, well, he had to work on Monday. So after going to church, they decided to say their goodbyes to grandparents. And on their way, they went looking for gas stations because, well, it's Christmas. Everything is pretty much closed up. And they found a truck stop there. They stopped to get some fuel and, and get something to eat. They walked in. The, the lights are just real dim. And. All of a sudden, they looked around and they were the only ones in the restaurant. And their little baby, Eric was his name, 18 months old. All of a sudden, he just started saying, Hey there, hi there, hey there, hey there. And he was really trying to put two words together. Hi and there, hey there. <laughs> and every time he said that, there was a response from a table in an alcove near the door. And he would say, hey there. And he would say back, hi there, little boy. Hey there. Hi there, little boy. They looked at the alcove and they saw an old, ragged, tattered looking man. His coat was several sizes too big. And his trousers, well, they dragged across the ground. Everything was just old and torn. His toes actually stuck out of his shoes. And he had an old hat that, well, it set tilted and crooked on his head. Of course, he hadn't shaven. And when he smiled, well, he just revealed all the teeth that were gone, which were most of them. And yet, for some reason, Little Eric was so attracted to this old man. He just kept saying, hey there, hey there. And every time the old man would say, hi there, little boy. Finally, the man said, little boy, do you know how to play patty cake? 
And almost on cue, little Eric went like this. Little boy, do you know how to play peekaboo? And right away, his hands to his, to his eyes. Sure enough, they had this instant rapport between Eric and this old man who was obviously rejected by society and struggling to be out on the street. Eric's parents felt, like most parents, really uneasy. And the husband whispered to the wife, let's eat our food and get out of here as quickly as possible. So they just gulped down their food. And then, you know, the husband said, sweetheart, um, why don't you and Eric run out to the car? I'll go pay for our food and let's get going on the get on the road. She started to the door and hoping to get out without be, without any problems. But as soon as she passed the old man, Eric reached out with both arms toward the old man. And the old man sat there looking up at the mother and asked, would you let me hold? hold?" And before she could say anything, before he could finish speaking, Eric was already there to the old man. There Eric just squeezed around the old man's neck, put his head onto his shoulder, and just squeezed. He cradled Eric in one of his hands and then just began to pat him on his back. Closing his eyes, the old man just talked to him and tears just started streaming down his eyes, his face. For a long moment, he just just held the child and just began to love that child. And he looked up and saw the mother and said, you take good care of this little boy. She answered, I will, sir. I will. Then the old man just handed Eric back and said, ma'am, thank you. Thank you very much. You've just given this old man the greatest Christmas present I've ever gotten. Christmas. Christmas came in part because Joseph cared enough to give what he had. It's what little Eric did. He just gave what he had. And it was the best Christmas ever for that old man. Let's go to number three. Learn. Learn to be a giver. Thirdly, Christmas, the birth of Jesus, was able to happen in a very significant way. Again, because Joseph gave of himself. He gave up his reputation to save Mary and to save her child, baby Jesus. He gave up his business to be able to protect Mary and baby Jesus. They, he was forced to travel to a foreign country to be able to keep them safe there in Egypt. Joseph didn't know that he was going to be separated from his community and his friends and his family. But 
That's what needed to happen. He gave that all up. Joseph even gave Jesus his name. Also, his family name. Wow. Joseph didn't know that all the demands that were going to be placed on him, all the time it would take him, all the money it would personally cost him. But Joseph freely gave. On that very first Christmas, God was saying to us as well that He gave. That He gave His Son. That He gave His only begotten Son. That He gave the greatest gift to pay for you, to pay for me, for all of mankind, and all of their sin. Are you ready for Christmas? I don't know if you'll be able to get all your shopping done. I don't know if you'll be able to attend all the events and activities that you would really want to, especially with this crazy weirdness of this virus. But I hope that you are getting your heart, your attitude ready. I hope you're getting ready for the real spirit of Christmas. Because if you're ready for that, it will happen. It will happen in the greatest way of all. Joseph gave up his way of living simply for the cause of Christ and His bride. And I believe the Lord is asking us, each and every one of us, will you be a giver for me? Well, Father, I pray for Your people. I pray, Lord, we would all ask that same question. Are we givers for the cause of Christ? Are we ready in our hearts for Christmas? Oh God, help us to learn some lessons from a, a guy that a lot of times we kind of overlook in the Christmas story. A guy named Joseph. Lord, help us to be all that You want us to be. Your will, Your way. Oh God, bless Your people in Jesus' holy name. Amen. God bless, church. Who's to say? I mean, seriously, who's to say that maybe the shepherds continue to watch from afar this family, this Mary, this Joseph, this Jesus, this baby growing up, Remember, they're the ones who are the caretakers of the sheep that would be used for sacrifice at Passover in Jerusalem, only a few miles away. And then after 33 years, Jesus is no longer a babe. He's a man. It's not unreasonable to think that some of them were still alive and that as they had watched this young man become famous and do miracles and teach with authority. And then all of a sudden, on that Good Friday, they saw Jesus on a cross. They saw the Lamb of God being sacrificed. Can you imagine how their memory might have drawn back to that barn and seeing that babe lying in a manger wrapped in swaddling clothes? 
And how that angel had come and the, the host of angels singing that chorus. And now Jesus is on the cross. Hmm. But Sunday was coming. You see, church, you don't get anything from Christmas without Easter. Because of the resurrection, those two become incredibly knitted together. We get greatness from Christmas because of the greatness of Easter. Remember, remember, Christmas means nothing without Easter. In spite of COVID and fires and riots and politics, Christmas is the birth of more than just a child. It's the birth of our Savior from sin, our sin, and the sin of the world. So hope and joy and peace and love be yours this Christmas season. Father, I pray for each and every person who's watching today. Lord, maybe you, may we stop and say, do I treat Christmas like the shepherds? Do I have faith and believe the Word of God about baby Jesus who became the Savior of the world because He went to the cross for my sins? Oh God, bless Your people. Lord, fill them with joy, with hope, with peace, with Noel. Father, Your will, Your way. In Jesus' holy name, Amen. God bless. Well, we hope this message helps you to take your next step closer to Jesus. Here's a great question to ask yourself right now. How will I be different because of what I just heard today? Well, for more info about us, go to rrf.church or find us on Facebook. I'm Pastor Marvin thanking you for taking the time to join us.